Okay, welcome back. Long time no see. How many weeks or months has it been? It's been a good two weeks. I think you just blew out my speakers with, with that <laughs> intro right there. I'm sorry. I'm excited. I'm no, not going like to lie. Um, we're doing med school or residency applications right now, and a big part of it is quote-unquote hobbies. And I was like, hey. what kind of longevity activity have I done extracurricularly? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I have this expensive-ass microphone, and um, we've been doing this for like two years now. So. Yeah, you can drop our stats on them. I think we have like a, <laughs> a thousand total streams so far. That's pretty impressive. And then like 10, 10 viewers. <laughs> Which is, hey, hey, hey. And then the beautiful thing about hobbies is I realized you don't have to be good at a hobby to make it a hobby. Like, you don't have to perform well to say that it's something that you like doing. I mean, that's exactly why it's a hobby and we're, why we're not professionals at it, right? Exactly. So I was just like... Not yet. <laughs> exactly. Not yet. I mean, we, we'll get there. Day we just day. have to keep grinding at the hobby until it becomes sustainable for our our lifestyle um quick um quick educational session both for me and for potential viewers who want to do this what exactly is the process like from getting the recording all the way to spotify and to Mm. the other places i mean first thing you have to have like a what I did was created like a separate Spotify account just for our podcast. Um, and I don't know if you did the same for Apple music. Cause I think you said that up or maybe we don't, we're not on Apple at all. I don't know. Um, but yeah, basically you, you have to record, you have to edit and then you have to publish. So for recording, we use Zencaster, which is a free web app. It allows Max and myself to record while not in the same room not in the same state either so it's pretty convenient that way we have never recorded in the same room actually yeah one i wonder how that first episode is going to do when we record in the same place at the same time i think a lot of knee slaps <laughs> uh so then once i have all the you know raw audio i chop it up edit it um in audacity which is a application application, so not just a website that I downloaded to my Mac. I think it was also free, but yeah, that just lets me chop out any uh, technical difficulties we have or the beginning part before we actually start, cut all that fluff out, add our intro, outro music. Um, speaking of which, we need a we need a third one. If you have been working in the studio, oh, there, I got you. I got you. <laughs> Excellent. So once once all that's good to go, and then I also like make sure our audios are kind of similar at a similar level, so one person's not way louder than the other. And then yeah, just upload it through Anchor. So just by putting it on Anchor, I think the RSS feed that it feeds to connects it to Spotify and Apple and any other audio platform. So just I publish it to Anchor, and then it just appears everywhere else. So pretty pretty easy overall. Yeah, it's like the setup initially that was a little confusing via Anchor, but once you got the whole like week long or two week long verification done, I think then it became pretty routine. Yeah. So I actually before, don't 
Yeah, before we were just recording straight into Anchor, so that cut out the first two steps there. <laughs> we would just record and publish it right away. Uh, There's no room for mistakes. We were starting like immediately. Oh, oh, oh we could um, we could edit out the beginning and the end, but that was it. <laughs> that was all we were doing. Yeah, we couldn't afford any any missteps in the middle of the episode, so zero. It's pretty high stakes. There were some times at Anchor where we just like cut out completely. We'd have to like recall each other or like we'd send the text to each other and then somebody wouldn't get it or something. Oh, oh man. Now we have mics, so our audio is better. Uh, we can see each other while we're doing it too because I think when we started it was audio only, which made it harder to like bounce off each other. So having Wait, video is nice. Oh, we didn't even have FaceTime on? No, when we first started, we didn't even have FaceTime either. <laughs> Straight audio. Oh, we've come a long way. And it, it's it's honestly like, it's hard to appreciate these things because they're so incremental changes. Like the changes are so inc- incremental week to week that it's like, unless we look back all the way and realize, oh, wow, we actually came from pretty far. So one, that, one of these weeks we should do a reaction episode to our first episode. Dude, no. no. But so yes, bad. I mean I mean it's a good idea, but I cringe. I cringe right now. But oh, yeah, man. so that's like this is kind of the stuff that if they ask me during the, the interview, like, hey, so you know um you like podcasts? I'm like, I don't just like podcasts, I make podcasts. Make one. And they'll be like, wait, how do you do that? And I'll be literally word for word. I'll, I'll just like copy paste what you just said verbatim. Perfect. And then you can tell them about our merch store and then they can buy some merch and then you know, we'll keep profiting off of that. Oh, you're right. I forget about all that. But that's a good point. That's a good point. Because honestly, at this point for psychiatry, it's like everybody kind of looks similar on paper. And it's really like what kind of person you are. Because unlike the other fields, psychiatry, technically, you can get better at psychiatry by living more life. Like, it's not like for something like cardiology or like neurology, where if you live life outside of the the hospital, you're going to get better at it because you're not. (laughs) You're not. Right. But for psychiatry, the more you live extra life, the more you will better understand these people, possibly. Interesting. So. Interesting. You could add golf as a, another one of your hobbies. <laughs> Don't be like, show me your golf swing. <laughs> oh, yeah. No oh, hips. <laughs> I feel like sports psychiatry is interesting because you know how sometimes people get like, they can't do simple things like shooting a free throw, even though maybe they've made a million before already, but then suddenly they start getting all in their own head and can't make anything. I feel like that side of sports psychology is pretty interesting. For sure. And like with, um, what's his name? DeMonte, what's his, the Mavs guy? Oh, I don't know. Um, DeLonte West. That's what his name was. DeLonte West. The guy who used to play on our team and then he was found like homeless on the streets or something and then he had mental issues. Yeah, and Mark Cuban's like helping him get back on his feet now, I think. Pretty cool. Props to him. Props to Mark Cuban. But yeah, I agree. Sports psychiatry could be an interesting niche because I I don't feel like a lot of people who go into psychiatry are also interested in sports. So yeah. Anyways. All right, on to the today's episode. Oh man, what have you watched? Uh, I think the same two shows that I've been watching. 
<laughs> Boku no Hero and Slime. <laughs> Pretty much. It's about it. All right, let's start off with the bad one. Oh, man. It's been such a letdown. Yeah, it has. I thought, dude, the first season was good. The second half of the second season was pretty good. And then from there on out, it just has continuously been disappointing. Clayman, which has been built up to be this like super villain, turns out to be nothing but an entire scrub. I mean, yeah, exactly. It's like we finally get some action, the action that we've been asking for. And it still feels like it doesn't even matter. Like the the secretary is just fi- taking him on by herself. Yeah, the secretary is not even that good. <laughs> She's just beating up on him easy. And then his new form really, like you said, does not look any better. If anything, it just got bigger. <laughs> Everyone's like, yeah, don't lose to his true demon form now. And then he's just like, uh, it's fine. I bet he's just going to like swallow him or something. Yeah, yeah. And then Milam, that plot twist, I was like, okay, that's kind of kind of lazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, it kind of felt like a cop out. It did. It did. There were like, like there were no clues that she that she was under the uh, spell except for like that one Veldera scene where he's like, "Hey, wait a second, boss." Wait. And I'm yeah. like, okay. <laughs> okay. And it's like, like the is- same. Yeah, and that only happened in the same episode where we found out that she was exactly. not under the spell. Exactly. There was no preface. And it's like, I don't think the Millum that we would know would appreciate getting slapped in the head, like right during that first uh, whatever Walpurgis scene. And I'm just like, okay. And like before, like I think there was a flashback too where she got like beaten up and kicked too, like way worse. Yeah, Remember Milam does not have that level of foresight on. Yeah, she does not have that level of foresight or um, whatever. So I don't know. Like, I still don't even get what the whole point of it was. Like to investigate who's controlling Clayman. Like, you don't need to pretend to be under his control to do that. Yeah, that's fair. Exactly. Ah, <sighs> sigh. Yeah, just a huge disappointment. I mean, uh, it's. Yeah, I mean, there's like barely any politics behind it. It's so easy. His He leaves his entire army and then his entire army gets wiped out because we have better spies or or something. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, the only way I can see the season getting better is like they, they deal with Clayman, he goes away, and then they finally just sit down at the Walpurgis table and... I don't know, have another meeting, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh. There was, so there's another one of the Saturday animes that I actually like continuously. It's that one where it's like the king is not actually fighting. He's just using diplomacy. That oh. one continues to be pretty good. Like that right. one is what I kind of wish slime would be like more where it's like actually smart thinking and like unexpected plot twists. Whereas this is just like, Anyway, anyway, <laughs> on to the good one, though. On to the good one. Yeah, the past. Have you seen? Have you seen the one that just came out like today? I was going to watch it this morning, but I was afraid that you weren't going to watch it, so I didn't uh, watch it. I watched it. <laughs> oh, you watched it? Oh shoot! I should have. I should have texted you that I was going to watch it. I'll. I'll let you know next time. All right. I should have texted today, you 
to to see if you had watched. <laughs> Today today's is good. I mean, I mean, we could focus on last week, which was really good too. Yeah, I mean, the past couple of episodes. I mean, ever since we got past the class A versus class B arc, everything has been good since then. Right. Yeah. I, I like, I appreciate the villain backstories. I agree. I agree. Let me, um, let me quickly scrub through episode 23 to remember what happens. Oh, oh yeah. That backstory was, was horrifying. <laughs> that was horrifying. dude. <laughs> yeah. Tomura as a, as a kid. Yeah. That scene where he's touching his dog and then it melts and then they show that bloody pile of flesh cool. and eyeballs. I'm like, yo, what kind of is this even like a thirteen and up show anymore at this point? Not really. I mean like his power as we know it in in present day, quote unquote, is like him turning everything to to dust. But it seemed like when he was a kid it was only like the exterior of the person. Cause like when he did it to his family too, they ended up as a pool of blood. So it seems like in the flashback that he was only like turning their skin into, into dust. And then the in inside organ still remained, which is arguably worse and more scary. (laughs) That is worse. At that point, I'd rather just be all dust. Yeah. Oh, but I mean, I guess it makes it's like it's like a combination of his quirk. Well, well, okay, wait, hold up, because the like your quirk doesn't it depend partially on genetics, but partially on what you want or something. Yeah, I think so. Because I mean, at least with his specifically, I think it's like kind of fueled by emotions to some extent. Like it gets stronger as the more emotional he gets. Right. Right. And then like, as opposed to like Todoroki's, which is literally just his mom and his dad combined. Right. So some people it's genetic and then other people it like partially depends. And then so his, when it first manifested, it wasn't just like a tiny little decay. It was just, well, it was technically when he hit something, I forgot what he was, what he hit. Yeah. Like slightly cracked. But then the very next time it just like completely pops out. But I agree. I mean, it was definitely emotionally driven. So. Yeah. But that's I mean, why it's scary, too. Like, yeah. all of a sudden, he went from not having anything and not to, to just having this power that could level a house. And it's like, you can't get any guidance from that except from right. the villain. Right. And I mean, you can kind of feel for the dad, too, right? Like, because his mom was all, all Might's predecessor and she basically abandoned him and got killed by all for one. And like, that's why he doesn't want any of his family to be focused on he- being a hero, but that ended yeah. up obviously <laughs> biting him in the butt. Yeah, literally. I mean, and it's just like, it's just like Coco, you know, the Disney movie where they're like, no music, no music. <laughs> and then he ends up loving it. It's it, And it's just like, like there are some things that you can, you know, hold against something else like music or like being a superhero, but like kids aren't dumb. They want to know, like if you just tell them arbitrarily something, Hey, you can't do this without giving them a reason. Then like, they're not even going to be able to understand. So no. in a sense, I get where he's coming from, but it's also bad parenting. Right. Yeah. Obviously not an excuse. 
Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like the nail in the coffin was like when his sister basically threw him under the bus, right? She was like, he wanted to see the picture from the study and he's like, damn, the one person he thought he could trust in his family just threw him under the bus. And that was, <sighs> that was it. Yeah. Yeah. And then she approaches him telling her he's sorry. She's sorry, like a normal sibling. And then she sees that pile next to him. Oh yeah. And it's visibly shaken. Well, yeah, he thought like it was a, some other villain was attacking them at first. He didn't know it was him. Oh, See, and, and then- it's like even at that point, it's like he hadn't thought of himself as a villain, kind of. Right. Right. Which is like the it's like the the sad thing because and then you know he kills his whole family and then he ends up on the street or whatever according to the next episode preview and then he's corrupted. Right. Oh, and then the mom reaching out to him as she crumbles away. That was sad. It's like she knows that this could have been prevented, but, and she still loves her kid, but alas, she didn't do enough. The whole family didn't protect him. Yeah. And then I guess what's interesting too is that the, um, oh, yeah. No, I mean, going back to your point, that is, yeah, that's just. I, I do you remember what the dad's expression was like like right before he did he died i don't remember uh was it like horrified maybe oh i think he was oh, like yeah, stop he, that yeah he's horrified and then he grabs that baton or like that pole and then whacks him <laughs> and it's like bro this dude just wiped out the entire backyard you think a broomstick is going to stop him <laughs> and then the interesting thing is also is i think when he finally grabs him he grabs him in the face because yeah, i was always that... gonna... go ahead no i was just gonna say that was like the first time he intended to kill was right, when he right. grabbed his dad on the face Right, right, right. For sure. Yes, exactly. That was the first time he wanted to. Um, and then I think the other thing that I was still confused about was like, I think it was all for one that gave him the hands, right? Yeah. But I still didn't understand why he put the certain hands where. So I'm trying to see where he grabbed his family to kill them. So he grabbed his sister in the back of the shirt. Kind of like on the side of her body, like along the rib cage yes and then he grabbed his mom in a hug wait the dad on the face yes the dad which is i wonder if that's why he has something on his face yeah okay he grabbed his mom well he didn't grab his mom his mom just crumbled to dust yeah so did the grandparents okay they didn't actually get touched huh yeah, so I don't really understand the significance of like why he has all the hands on him. I thought it was because he was being abused, but I'm not sure if they actually hit him all that much. No, I think, and I think it'll get into this a little bit more in the next episode, but I think it's more like to keep their memory, the memory of them or the emotions surrounding that memory on the surface. So it's like he can trigger those emotions and bring out more of its power. Hmm. Huh. Interesting. 
but yeah, you'll you'll see you'll see in the next episode, and then let me know what you think. Sure. And then last thing, he 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 would he would always talk about that he had allergies or something, or that he was itchy, and then they would force him to sit outside, which made it worse. And then after he killed his parents, he and his whole family, he felt an absurd sense of pleasure running through his whole body, and he also didn't itch anymore. So, oh, um, thoughts on that statement? <laughs> uh, no thoughts. This is a a troubled child. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's probably just like pent up stress and frustration i guess towards his family that was ultimately like released by them dying but i mean i'm sure there were healthier ways he could have gone about it but right 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 yeah definitely but if you raise your kid like that and don't tell them why the uh, the reason for anything uh, they'll eventually just find out their own reason or hold it back until they you know yeah crazy stuff Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying. Crazy episode. Yeah, but good. Yeah. Good for sure. Not a kid's show anymore. <laughs> Doesn't seem like it. Indeed. All right. Um, in other news, I also continue to watch Kingdom. Um, nice. It continues to be really good. All like, right. it's getting better and better. And it's like... If you ever one day decide to start, you'd have to just bear through the first season's first 10 episodes where they use 3D CGI, which looks horrible, because then it gets better. All and right, the story right. is just awesome. And it's just a, one of the few historical, like, historical war ones. Good to know. And then Tokyo Revengers was also, also continues to be pretty good, I think. Pretty good. All right. Have you been still watching the princess pirate one? Oh yeah, that one is. Um, it's interesting. It's not. All it's right. not bad. That one's a it's new no. one. So yeah, you wouldn't. You wouldn't be too far. You wouldn't have to catch up on too much if you. All right. You know. Good to know. I think that about that about does it. I basically only watch the ones on Saturday. That come out. I, I do not watch Sonny Boy or <laughs> Yuri No Aquatope or whatever the other one is. Yeah, I haven't watched Sonny Boy in a long time either. And I haven't been watching Kobayashi's Dragon Maid either. So many, many episodes to catch up on there. What I did. Rashi? I never even started the new season. <laughs> I did finish JoJo's first season, though, which is good. You have many more to go. Dude, there's so many episodes. <laughs> there are. There's a lot of seasons, too. going to be watching this for a long time. But, yeah, it's, it's good. It's a nice change of pace, I feel like. Nice. Yeah, definitely I, not your uh, standard. Not your standard shonen. Which is good. I mean, dude, if they all just fit the isekai mold or whatever, there would be nothing to watch. Exactly. Okay, so I also watched. Um, I finally started Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> what do you think of it? Um, it's uh, interesting. I just also am waiting for, like, I guess the overarching story because right now it's like every single episode is a new bounty. Yeah, I'm like, I'm kind of waiting for some continuity. 
All right. All right. That's that's fair. That's fair. But it's pretty good. I didn't expect it to be like sci-fi. Because the yeah. entire time I thought it was in, like, a, it was a Western. So I was like, <laughs> eh, whatever. But. No, they're outer, outer space bounty hunters. Yeah, which is awesome. Like, because sci-fi has always been my favorite genre. So it's like the minute the first episode, like, flashed to an outer space system with, like, those warp gates, I was like, oh, hold up. I feel like I feel like it's one of those that are like, you know, it was good in its time, and it's still good today. But it's like you need to set your expectations appropriately. Yeah, but dude, even then, like the combat is pretty good. Like I would say, the combat yeah. is, it's like comparable to the slimes combat at this point. <laughs> Probably better choreographed. <laughs> Honestly, oh man disappointing oh uh, yeah i don't think i'm watching anything else have you uh, i forget if we talked about this on the podcast but have you seen the circle on netflix i did oh you did <laughs> i watched um part of the second season okay i, I watched the whole first season oh okay <laughs> Okay, well, I, I didn't watch any of that, so I haven't seen any of the second season. But the first one is pretty good. It's pretty funny. It's, um, yeah, it's it's an interesting show. It's uh, I I watched the first four seasons of the second season because they had that Filipino girl, and then okay. and then um, I think Netflix only released those four, so I didn't watch any more. Oh yeah, because they release like four ep- episodes every two weeks or something. Yeah, I didn't know Netflix did that. I thought they were always just here. Here's all of the episodes. I feel like I feel like they do it for some of their shows, like the ones that they produce, at least. Yeah, they. I mean, they did it for Too Hot to Handle, too. Okay. Yeah. Which you should watch. That's a good. One. <laughs> eventually, eventually. And this is my foray into reality TV. Dude, it's so easy for them to make. They just get a bunch of like nobodies or like some people who have like 10k followers on Instagram who would do it for free for the publicity. And then they just shove them into a room together, get a bunch of cameras, and then let them live life for a few days and then film it, edit it, and then it makes them millions via subscriptions. Yeah, and I mean it it makes sense for the people on the show too, right? Like if they make the most out of that publicity and they're being smart about it, they can like book speaking engagements or, you know, things like that, that will help make them money too. Besides just being on the show and getting more Instagram followers. For sure. But dude, the amount of like Netflix celebrities that have come up as a result, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. Like every single show, like did you, did you end up watching Outer Banks? I haven't seen that one yet. No. Okay. Would not recommend but the Outer Banks people are now all famous. And it's just like, I don't know if they did anything before this or not. or I don't know how they got casted. But they got casted, and then now they're in this Netflix hit show, which was like top on Netflix for, like I don't know how many weeks. And yeah, now they're all famous. Yeah, I don't get how they like find these people. <laughs> Dude, but all those drama schools across the U.S., those hungry actors and actresses, at least for the reality ones, do they like cast, like have auditions, you think? 
probably right i think i think they have like virtual um like they have them send in like these like minute clips or something to answer a bunch okay. of questions and then yeah. they select a few and then they do virtual interviews maybe or they fly them in but interesting yeah because i think the circle was filmed in the uk but like most of the people i think everyone's from the u.s so i don't really get no. why okay i did not know that yeah but yeah, interesting, interesting stuff. Interesting show. I guess Leanna is making you watch a few more of reality types. Yeah, I'm losing losing anime screen time here. <laughs> All good. Gotta diversify what I watch. Happens. Okay, wait, hold up. Somebody just sent me a reel and then said, Why does he look like you? <laughs> I'm scared. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a look. Yeah, watch it and then show me and then we'll react to it in real time. Okay, I mean it's not it's not offensive. <laughs> I think that's a compliment. I'll take it as a compliment, but it really just looks like an Asian guy. <laughs> Generic tall asian dude basically basically <laughs> i saw i saw this i saw this instagram post earlier let me see if i can find it but basically it was like here are the athletes who are on times list of most influential people so there's like 100 people or whatever and six of them were athletes so there was like tom brady uh, Simone Biles, and then there were like three Asian ash- athletes. So Shohei Otani, uh, Naomi Osaka, and Suni Lee from the gymnastics. So mm. I thought that was pretty cool. Like you don't really see Asian athletes getting the the spotlight all that much. Right, I I agree. And it's honestly kind of gives me chills because, dude, you think about it. Like back when we were growing up. There was no Shohei Otani in the U.S. or Simone Biles. I mean, sorry, a Suni Lee. But now these kids who are like, you know, getting a sense of what the world is like, they will literally be able to go to the movie theater, see an Asian guy speaking English on a big screen, and then go turn on the Olympics and then see an Asian girl uh, winning gold and silver and whatever, and then go on House of Highlights and then see this Japanese guy doesn't even speak English, just like having the most home runs. Yeah, Yeah, literally. And pitching. And it's like, wow, hey, I'm Asian. I could do this too. Whereas back when we were little, it's like... We had Jeremy Lin. Everybody's white or black. (laughs) Except Jeremy Lin. That's that's who we had back in our day. Yeah, but even when we had Jeremy Lin, it was already too late. It was like, well... (laughs) We were in high school, right? Probably was he? Maybe maybe uh, late high school, late high school yeah, or something. Probably, but yeah. It's pretty pretty cool. Pretty cool to see how the times are changing. Have you seen yeah. Shang Chi? I have not. I might watch it tonight. Very nice. Me neither. I want to see it, but I think okay. I'm gonna wait until it's on Disney Plus. Apparently, it's pretty good. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Nice. Like I, and it's like it's so interesting. Like going into work and then you just hear these um, like white people 
say, oh, yeah, I went to go see Shang-Chi. And it's like for them, you know, it's like another movie. But like yeah. for people like us, it's literally like the movie, the movie where there's like an Asian Canadian slash American and a bunch of other Asian Americans. And like to hear my doctor be like, oh, yeah, I, I saw uh, did you watch Shang-Chi? Yeah, it was like pretty good. He was talking to the, talking about this to the patient. He's like, yeah, it's like three movies combined into one. And then, you know, Aquafina, she was so <laughs> funny. And I'm like, who are you talking about? You these know Aquafina? <laughs> yeah, they're just like, I'm like, oh. And so it's like all of this representation, like I don't think I really understood back, you know, in the past what how rec- uh, representation is important, how important yeah. that statement means. Or is, right. but it's actually so important. It, it it is so important, and it's like now people are not going to look at you as an Asian and instantly be like, "Oh, it's Jackie Chan," or right. "Oh, Yao Ming." Because now, I mean, we've talked about this before, but it's like with more representation, you can't bottleneck or you can't like bottleneck you into a box. One, right? yeah, because to, that was all they knew before. But now, as they see more Asians on TV, and you know, and like places of power they're like oh these asians are different so it's like i just because this person's asian doesn't mean i can't just immediately call them this other person because they're asian now it's right. like oh you're asian but you're also a human you right know? so yeah. it's almost like you know how big black panther was when it first came out right like that was kind of a a cultural culturally significant movie i feel like shang chi's gonna kind of be the same thing i mean it's kind of a bummer that it came out mid pandemic still or late pandemic because i feel like that could i mean doesn't really help the box office but it seems like it's still doing really well regardless of that i heard it like broke 94 million on the first week or something with it crazy in a pandemic is yeah that's absurd that those numbers were not what i expected at all yeah pretty cool but yeah i mean i think you know, we'll only become more visible as the time go on, which is like a great thing. So, and people will see our podcast, and then Asian kids will want to start podcasting like us. It'll be great. Exactly. But yeah, I mean, good stuff. Good stuff. I'm proud of the whole community. Yeah. Anything else you've been watching these days? Um,. Really? No, I've just been focused on uh, trying to do these applications. I tried Very to nice. start like the money heist on Netflix, but I was watching like five minutes and I had to go cook. <laughs> so it's fair. It's fair. Um, okay. Well, I think we can do our quick topic of the week because it's already looking like a long episode here, but yes, wanted to give some dating advice. So you're, you're single. I'm not single. So I think our perspectives may be different. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. I'll, I'll kick it off. I think the first thing to realize when you go into dating is you kind of want to have to get a good sense of how you are yourself and what exactly it is you want. Because otherwise, you're just going to go into it and like you're going to be like, eh, I'm just feeling it out, feeling whatever. But then, you know, all that wishy-washiness, all that uncertainty and, uh, you know, indecisiveness is going to hurt somebody, likely them, but also probably you. 
So just yeah. before you go into it, you know, you got to love yourself and be like, hey, I'm actually ready for this. And then at the same time, you also have to realize that it's like a vulnerable thing because just because you might have that maturity and be like, hey, I'm ready for this. Like the people that you meet out there may just be like, oh, I don't really know. I'm just here to like see see how things go. And it's like you could have you could want something that they don't want or they could want something that you don't want. And it's just uh, there's a lot of room for error. But at the same time, that is the beauty of dating because, you know, you try once and it doesn't work out and you're all emotionally hurt and self-conscious and everything but then you realize that oh there are like a billion more people out there and i just gotta if i feel like it put myself out there again and if i don't feel like it i'll just you know retreat for a little and then take care of myself for a little and then come back um yeah, I, mean, I mean there's more but yeah, yeah. i'll stop for there no i mean i i definitely agree i feel like it really depends on what you want like if you want to just play the field so to speak or if you're looking for a serious relationship either way I feel like you need to be able to communicate that to the other person just to make sure that you're on the same page. Um, so yeah, I think that's pretty pretty key to relationship and dating success. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, how do you feel about dating apps? I feel like I didn't really use it too much because, you know, I think they were still kind of newish when I, I got into my current relationship. Like there was only really tinder and bumble and i didn't use it too much before my current dating but i don't know it seems like things have changed and there's more of them there's like hinge right is that that one of the one the kids are using these days <laughs> yeah um i'll talk on that a little so so yeah i mean i think back then also we were in college so it was just like easy to just meet a new person like literally you could like go to fall the party. on the street <laughs> yeah or, yeah you go, can go, go to, to your part just, the... just go to class and you'll meet people yeah it's like it's so easy and nobody's taken or barely anybody's taken everybody's like 18 to 22 it's like prime time to not have to use any apps i mean granted you still could but yeah the majority of interactions and meets probably happened in person whereas now it's like dude post-grad suddenly you're thrown into the workforce with any like ages ranging from 22 to 65 and it's like you could go to work for an entire day and not meet a single single person so to to have access to you know a dating app that lets you filter out certain ages and then you can just see 50 new people in one minute on the toilet it, it just makes things easier plus in a pandemic it's also just like you're not going out anyways <laughs> yeah so it's it's safer so but i mean at the same time i think society is also just like accepted them more as like an okay place to meet people. Like you, so you see so many people meet people on yeah. online and stuff. And it's just, I don't think there is quite that stigma anymore. I mean, I think in certain maybe like Uber conservative circles, such as my gym buddy, he still thinks it's like, why would you want a dating apps? But at the same time, it's like, I, I like think the large age, Honestly, I tell I tell my mom about these things sometimes. She's like, "Well, I mean, that's interesting cool. that you met somebody literally in Georgia, like while you were here." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, yeah it is." Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. I mean, oh no, I was, I was just gonna say like not to make it sound like transactional, but it's like more efficient to use dating apps. It seems like right, like especially once you start working, you're working nine to five, nine to six, nine to seven, whatever it might be. It's like hard to go out and meet people whereas in college you're like 
maybe you have class only until three o'clock that day, or maybe you don't have class at all that day. And yeah, or yeah, maybe just, in class you're sitting next to the girl that you're interested in. And it's exactly. Like, well, <laughs> there just aren't enough hours in the day when you're not in college anymore to to go yeah. out and meet people. So it's like dating apps just make it more efficient. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing on that, it's like. And on dating apps, you at least kind of know everybody's intention. Like at least everybody that you see on there is single. Whereas even in real life, you come across somebody who's good looking or you're interested in and nope, I'm sorry, I have a boyfriend or sorry, I'm married, <laughs> whatever. I, I have four kids and we live in a house. And <laughs> <laughs> But on the actual topic of actually going on dates, so I finally went on one recently. Is, this, is this a different girl than the one you brought back to the to the crib? Uh, this is the same one. This is the same one. Oh. Um. Well, no, no, no. This is the same date. Okay. Okay. Did we already okay. talk about this? Okay. Never mind. But anyway, no, no, just- no, no. You're, you're tell tell the story. I, I only heard the part when she she came back and then left after watching uh prison school. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, that's all you need to know. But <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, it's um, uh, it's interesting because you really just have to communicate. Like everybody's in a different phase. And at the end of the day, it's like, as long as you know, you have, you guys have an open channel where you guys can tell each other, Hey, this is what I'm, I want and whatever. Like, instead of just like feeling it, um, like that, honestly, I feel like that's the best way to go about it. I mean, the prevalence of ghosting people these days is just so common that it's like not even almost not even disrespectful, but at the same time, it really is because then you just leave the other person wondering, well, shit, what did I do? And then it's like, oh, well, I guess um, that was over and I just <laughs> wasted an entire month of um, interaction. Life. And, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I, I, my recommendation is, you know, even though it's so common and like, you know, the culture promotes this like, right, this like almost transactional way of doing it. I think if you have those morals, just stick to it and be the better person and be like, and if you don't, if you go on a date and you don't feel that way about it then i mean just let them know and i'm sure they'd appreciate that more than just you like blocking them or whatever because yeah. at the like on the other side of that app is another person who is just trying to like live life too so yeah it's better for them to know sooner rather than later i mean like yeah exactly like just think about it from your own perspective like i'm sure you would want to know if the other person wasn't interested rather than them just ghosting you so Offer the same courtesy to others. What did what did you do for your your date? Did you just go out to dinner or something? Oh, yeah, we just went out to dinner um, at this French place, and then we ordered oh, and uh, <laughs> escargot. Yeah, that's escargot, baby. Let, let's escargot is kind of good. It was um, okay. I thought it was pretty good too, but the way they presented it, man, it just like it felt like it was like a souffle, right? So it was like a bunch of cream on top or whatever, and then like okay. six holes for the snail. So I dug my spoon in past like the cloud of cream, uh-huh. digged up the snail, and it just felt like a piece of turd came out of this <laughs> came out of the cloud. I was like, oh, okay. And then my and then the <laughs> so I ate it, and I was like, oh, okay, it's okay. But then the girl, like, she dug hers out. And then she like yelped a little and then just like dropped it back in <laughs> because she was so frightened. And then the clouds didn't cover her snail fully. So it was just like this little like tentacle coming out of the cloud, <laughs> just like staring at her. And she was like, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> I can't do this. So I had to eat it. 
So I ate two of them. And then because she was reacting like that, suddenly it made me self-conscious. I was like, oh, this is a snail that's probably been in every pipe in France before like slithering its way across the ocean to the U.S. I mean, I'm I'm sure they they grew those snails in some sort of snail escargot farm. So. Yeah, I would I'm hope. Sure. I would hope. Instead I'm of sure. Like, I'm sure they're not snails that are just you know crawling around the streets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry to all of our French listeners or French heritage people for our ignorance, but yeah, no offense, but I mean, I thought it was good because I mean, yeah, I mean it, it when tastes- I had it. Yeah, it tastes good. And yeah. when I had it, I had it like straight out of the shell. Too. Oh. Because I had it when I was in in France. I was in Paris a couple of summers ago. And yeah, you, you'd have to like, they give you this little spoon and all the snails are on on in the shells on the plate and you have to like scoop it out with the spoon and then you eat it. <laughs> <laughs> interesting i mean it's almost like what like oysters maybe right it's like it tastes exactly like a mussel yeah exactly yeah and it's like similar thing it's in the shell and you gotta scoop out the oysters and it's just like a different animal yeah like and honestly like i didn't think it was that bad until she started reacting (laughs) and i was like okay let me get into my head about this all right is there, there going to be a, a second date? Yeah, so she, so we actually like left things off as we'll see what happens after. All which right. like I was like, okay, does that mean? Um, does that mean that you know we're not talking anymore? But then she actually reached out to me, um, and she was nice. just like, "How's it going?" So I really think that she just meant we'll see what happens. Like, don't think too much about it. We'll see what happens. It's not like a hey, I'm really interested. Let's like go on a second date immediately. It's just like a. We'll see. We'll see. So because she's Leave also like, yeah, she's also like two hours away. So it's kind of hard, but oh, we may go. She's like back in town to visit for her grandma's birthday or something. So she's asking later tonight movie. Go watch oh, Shang Chi. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm thinking at, at like a drive-in or something. Oh, so nice. Yeah, so I'll watch the movie. I'll let you know, see if it's worth watching in a theater, or if you're just gonna wait for Disney Plus. I don't know how long. Yeah. Gonna, I don't know how long you're gonna have to wait. Yeah, I think it's like thirty days, forty-five maybe at most. Not that long, and it's already been out for a couple of weeks. So that is true. So yeah. I'll keep you posted. Yeah, let me know how the how the date goes. Yeah, date number two. Well, we'll see. We will see. <laughs> nice. I like it. I like it. Uh, okay, side note. I'll be in Florida starting next Saturday. So, um, <laughs> don't know. I don't think I'll pack the mic. Well, actually, I might pack the mic because my interviews are starting. And I feel like if I were to pack the mic and then be <laughs> interviewing with this mic, they'll be like, whoa. <laughs> first of all you sound really good second of all why do you have that mic oh you podcast tell me more about that genius Genius. conversation starter oh yo actually though actually though because not everybody will have a mic i i can guarantee you so is that for your next rotation um yeah so i'm going to florida for psychiatry 
uh, kind of excited well, because I feel like yeah, Florida's filled with a bunch of crazy people. So what yeah. what well, what what city? Um, Jacksonville, Florida. Oh, I had no idea where Jacksonville was. I didn't even when they, whenever it's they close said to Georgia, right? It is close to Georgia. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. That should be fun. I'm excited. I I know one person over there, so like that's more than enough to like stave <laughs> off the loneliness. So it'll be how, it'll be fun. How many weeks is it? Four weeks. Oh, that's that's not too long. Yeah, I'll be staying in an Airbnb hosted by this Korean woman, so I feel safe. I'll rent a car, so I'll feel safe with transportation, and then I'll just like go to Target or something, and it'll be it'll be a good time. I'll probably have to do push-ups at home. But... You should cook soon dubu with her. <laughs> I should. I should. So, uh, do you like? soon tofu soup oh <laughs> yeah check out check out these videos of me making them back in my college days wait what videos we have videos oh i don't think so we just have like the the slow-mo dropping the eggs into the tuck beji ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, the tea tuck yes 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 i don't know what happened to mine i must have left it at home because i don't have it here oh you don't okay i have both of mine <laughs> You have two? Why do you have two? Well, I have I have one, then I bought another one. Oh, okay. Maybe I just need to get a new one then. You might. That thing is a relic. It's it's a it's a memory piece. <sighs> Damn, good times. We still have all of those pictures, at least, like from the like the group pictures at the very end. Yeah, I think I I have them downloaded or nice. at least on Google Drive. Those are treasures, man. Those are actual treasures good good times good all right times. let me look at one of them and then we'll call it simpler times truly okay where is our last one where is our crowning achievement the the potato bread one the um the what <laughs> who <laughs> this one um, the one where we literally had like an entire apartment. <laughs> There's so many people in that one. <laughs> right. It was such a small apartment too, or the dining room at least could not support that many people. It did not. There were so many random people. <laughs> well, it's like we would just be cooking and just send out mass invites to anyone who wanted to come. And it's like, these are just college students who want free food. Maybe they don't even want to hang out with us, but they, they got free food. So, Damn. I only wish I had lived all four years with that mentality. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's okay. It's better than it not happening at all. Very fair. Oh, man. All right. Well, I think that is, uh, that's about it. Yeah. Well, good luck in Jacksonville. And yeah, just keep me posted on when you are able to record next. It sh- I should be able to record like every weekend. I don't I don't foresee myself being like that busy, but I'll let you know. Sounds good. Well, yeah, I will keep you posted, and yeah, I'll see you on the the interwebs. Peace.